gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most electrifying podcast in all of internet radio today. You are listening to the Sports Wire. My name is Big Daddy Cool Video Apicella. Today is Saturday, June 8th, 2019. And I know it's a Saturday, uh, but I just unfortunately I could not get to recording yesterday. So I'm recording it today, and I will release it later on today. Uh, we've got some, quite a bit to talk about. Um, WWE Super Showdown was yesterday, part of the reason why I couldn't record, uh, but we, we do have a lot to talk about. Besides WWE Super Showdown, uh, which, in my opinion, was a very, it was a great card. I don't know if it was necessarily WrestleMania-esque, as they've been trying to say. Uh, the main event did not live up to how, live up to the hype that it was supposed to, however, there were some unforeseen and unfortunate circumstances that happened uh, during the match that ended up uh, affecting the match. And if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. Undertaker, Goldberg, two guys in the 50-year-old range, uh, two icons, you know, it was dubbed Icon versus Phenom, and quite honestly, in my opinion, if it wasn't for the unfortunate circumstances that happened, it would have been a better match. But it did highlight Goldberg's weaknesses. Uh, but I do, I will say that Goldberg tried his best to continue. But I'll get more into that in a little bit as I get uh, into the program, which that would probably be the first thing that I talk about. Uh, I'll, later on in the show, I will talk about uh, some other things that are just bugging me. Like I got into an argument with with, with one of my best friends uh, just a little while ago. You know, people have doggone lost their sense of humor. They really have, you know, and it's sad to me that people take things so literally and, you know, number one, you know, it's just, it's just a sign of society nowadays where people can't take jokes or they think that putting someone down, you know, is, is not humorous. You know, we, we grew up on this kind of stuff. Yes, it's a different day and age, but you know what? We've got to get rid of that garbage or people get offended over every little thing haven't you ever heard sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me you know it's like that's exactly what it is and you know don't get me wrong if you're constantly being you know harassed or threatened or whatever that's a different story but when it's good clean fun you know it shouldn't really matter but that you know it's it's a sign of the times you know people bought buy into this liberal bullcrap this liberal bullshit um, happy to report that I am now friends with the former Valvinus Sean Morley on Facebook, and uh, I'm happy to report he is a Republican and conservative. Um, and you know, it's just it's fantastic. Um, but <laughs> that's either here or there. Um, thank you for downloading to, uh, and listening to this week's episode. You can go ahead and find it on every major podcasting platform that's out there. Uh, let's see, starting off from the top, it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You can listen to it on Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, TuneIn, Deezer, CastBox, Podbean, Podcast Attic, YouTube, uh, which YouTube breaks it down into 20-minute blocks, I believe, or 15-minute blocks, so... You know, you'd have to unfortunately switch it until we get the rights to upload, uh, until it uploads the full full uh, hour long or whatever it is uh, in, into one episode. But so you can find it anywhere that you find all of your favorite podcasts and go ahead and listen to it, download it, give us a five star review. Uh, and, get, and, you know, you can go email us, email us at. Uh, sportswireaudio at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at sportswireaudio uh you can also follow us on instagram at sportswireaudio so go ahead and uh follow us and uh facebook we're not there uh there's there are some sportswire pages on there uh that are associated with this but unfortunately i don't have access to any of them uh but unfortunately it is what it is at this point in time uh so, with that being said, what else do we have to go over? Uh, WWE news. We know that uh, Sasha Banks is uh, looking to get out of WWE, possibly going to AEW. The rumor mill is uh, the rumor mill is going crazy, 
As uh, Conrad Thompson was, would say, the rumor and innuendo is that AEW has unofficially said that Sasha Banks could go over to the AEW anytime she wants. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's all a work. And, uh, you know, because she did tweet something cryptic about using her real name. You know, saying, hello, Miss Mercedes, I never want to lose you again, something like that. Uh, you know, but it's... What I don't like, and here's the thing about Sasha Banks, and I, I don't like. Now, of course, I wasn't there, and I can't ever say that I was. However, with that said, I, I will say that from what I've heard, the again, the rumor and innuendo, is that uh, when it came to WrestleMania time, they were uh, Sasha and Bailey at the went into WrestleMania as the women's tag team champions. And they were set to lose it to the Iconics. And then, you know, they were going to break up the tag team because Bailey ended up going to SmackDown in the Superstar Shakeup. And supposedly, they were against everything. So they laid down in the dressing room through a tantrum, something like that. You know, and that's. And then we haven't seen Sasha Banks since WrestleMania, supposedly taking a sabbatical for whatever reason. And, uh,. You know, it's acting like a total diva. And she's not even on the freaking show, Total Divas. Uh, but what I really don't like is... Here's the deal. I get it that people should have some say in their character. Especially when it comes to getting their character over. You know, look back in back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s even. You had to take a character and run with it. You had the promotional machine behind you, but you had to do what you had to do to get it over. Nowadays, there's too many people that just kind of want to get in there, not do much, and get over. And it's not like that. I'm not, and, and I'm not talking about the athleticism right now. These guys and gals that are out there now are much better athletes than we've ever seen in the genre of sports entertainment. Uh, whether it's the you know, whether it's the Young Bucks in AEW or the Usos or the Parish, all the, all the guys and gals done in NXT. You know, we've never seen any women wrestlers that are at the caliber of a Charlotte Flair or a Becky Lynch or a Ronda Rousey or, you know, Sasha Banks or Bayley. You know, we've never seen that. What I'm getting at now is the actual characters, you know, and the gimmicks, you know, and, and there aren't a lot. They're all mainly subtle. All the gimmicks are actually subtle now, with the exception of a few. You know, like, The Undertaker is still The Undertaker. Uh, you know, and you have the luchadors who have their masks on. That's their gimmick. I mean, Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio. Uh, you know, then you have a guy like uh, Baron Corbin. You know, not, not, and then you have a guy like R-Truth, who it, it pr <laughs> provides the comic relief especially with this new WWE 24-7 championship, which is just basically a new name to the hardcore title. That's all. That's why they had Mick Foley do it. Uh, in, in related news, uh, I'll get to that related news in just a minute, but they're just not... And I get it. You know, nobody wants scripted. Um, nobody wants to be scripted at all because of the simple fact that... Uh, you know, you even heard it on, on the interview that Chris Jericho had with John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose, uh, his real name, John, John Good. Um, and he got, you know, his, his promo scripted, and there was stuff in there that he wouldn't say, like making fun of, of Roman Reigns' uh, leukemia diagnosis or, you know, whatever. It's just stupid stuff. And, and he was upset and pissed off, and I get it. You know, you... Honestly, in my opinion, promos should not be scripted. They have to stop this. Because, number one, one drawback to that is that if you get a guy that's going to script a lot, he might as well be over in Hollywood making, you know, multi-million dollars a year, you know, or per movie. You know what I mean? Look at what The Rock has done. Look at what John Cena has done. Even Batista. You know, look at what they've done going into Hollywood. You know, they're Hollywood... <laughs> movies are much more, much better, much, you know, more extravagant than anything Hulk Hogan did back in the day, but, you know, it's like you get people used to having everything scripted for them, they might as well say, you know, fuck the WWE, I'm going over to, 
you know, Hollywood. I'm going to star in this feature film and make, you know, what you were going to pay me over the course of my whole career, I'm going to make that in one movie or two movies, you know? Uh, there's got to be some level of pride, and, and that's why I, I like NXT. You know, Triple H does give his NXT guys the freedom to to work their character. Look at Velveteen Dream and his character. I'm sure he's got the green light to do just about anything to get get the character over. And while they may have bullet points of where, you know, the writers or the bookers want you to progress the storyline in your promo, they just don't have, uh, you know, they're, they're not scripting it word for word. Because you got to take it into effect. You know, the writer does not know the character... You know what I mean? I mean, they know of the character, but Velveteen Dream is the one portraying it. He knows his little intricacies. Give him a couple of bullet points, and he'll do what he has to do to get it over. And that's what it should be. That's how it had always been up until WWE started hiring the Hollywood writers for for wrestling. And to me, that's just it's 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 just ridiculous. I don't like it at all. Um, I really don't because it just takes away. It, it takes away from the character. Look at a guy like Roman Reigns, okay, who for the past four or five years, WWE has been trying to push down our throats and push to the moon and back, okay, as the next, you know, John Cena, the next Stone Cold Steve Austin, the next Hulk Hogan, the next face of the company, and people weren't having it. And you know why? Because his promos came off as scripted. They honestly did. They didn't feel like they were from the heart. It took him having to be diagnosed with leukemia and take time off and come back to say, I beat cancer's ass, for people to actually be, you know, uh, behind him and support him and, and be his fan. Uh, they still don't like the push, but that's what it took. Uh, which, there were some people that have said that that cancer diagnosis was a work and everything because he was able to work on a movie, but that those people are just idiots, whoever said that. Uh, with that said, you know what I mean? It's like, let people get over. The Rock, okay? Jericho, Austin, Hogan, Flair, Dusty, Piper, Sting. The, pe- the, the names of the guys go on and on when it comes to those people who, A, had the grasp of their character that really took it to the next level. Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, perfect example. You know, he did what he had to do to get it over. He could have literally just put on the makeup, put on the bodysuit, gone out and had a fantastic match. But, that would not have gotten it over. It's the 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 movie quotes that the way he says them turns them sexual. Or, his work in the ring, the little extras that he does, like rubbing somebody's body up and down. Uh, or, in the Hollywood backlot brawl where his his outfit was ripped off and he had lingerie under there, you know, being androgynous. Uh, with that, you know, so it's it's one of those things where he's the one that went above and beyond. Did he have input from Vince, from you know Bruce Pritchard, from the writers, from the bookers and the agents? Of course, but it's ultimately up to the char- the guy, the person portraying the character, to get it over the next hump. Which is why there are so many people that are down on uh, a guy like Roman Reigns. Or they were down on Lex Luger because he had the talent, he had the promo, but lackluster. Why people were down on Carlito. He had the, the, the genes, you know what I mean? He, has the, he had the legacy and the history, but he just didn't care. He didn't put his whole heart into it. You know, then you have a guy like Zack Ryder who lives, breathes, and drinks and sleeps WWE, you know, and he's finally, after being there for over 10 years, getting some title wins, you know? It's like, you know, him and Kurt Hawkins, who started out as a major brothers together with the Edgeheads back in 2006 or 7, 2008, somewhere around there. And now they're Raw Tag Team Champions. But they're hardly ever seen. You know, it's like... And I think that was my original point, was that after Sasha and Bailey lost to the Iconics at WrestleMania in the Fatal 4-Way for the, tag, for the Women's Tag Championships, uh, 
where, where are the Iconics? They're posting YouTube videos or Twitter video, videos or whatever, but I don't think I've seen one Iconics title defense yet. I don't think I've seen any storyline with the Iconics yet. So, is that title like going on the back shelf? Was it a, was it a, a failed experiment? I don't, I, you know, it's like something's got to give. You have five hours, if you include 205 Live and NXT, you have six hours of, you know, six to seven hours or eight hours of, uh, eight hours of uh, wrestling every week, not to mention monthly or or twice a month pay-per-views. So there's a lot of wrestling to get in there. And now they have the wild card rule where you you have guys jumping shift from both you know from both brands, you know back and forth and appearing on both shows. Well, that just leaves another guy off. I think that's why they did the twenty four seven title was that you know our truth the storyline he could be on both Raw and SmackDown. You know Jinder Mahal or Drake Maverick or Bobby Roode or excuse me Robert Roode who I haven't seen in a while on Raw, but then again, I'm watching the Hulu version, so it might be cut off. Uh, you know, so it's it's almost like there's got to be some kind of happy medium. The, the other rumor that's coming through is that Mick Foley had stated that the WWE wants to change that third hour of Raw back into something that's reminiscent of the Attitude Era and uh, better storytelling or more edgier stories or whatever. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it, number one. Uh, number two, that's really the only time they can put it on, is that hour from 10 to 11, because, you know, you can't put it on, eight, you know, 8 to 10 anymore, because, you know, young kids, and, you know, they have their shareholders that they have to take care of, and, you know, anybody who's uh, got young kids and wants to keep them up to watch it, you don't want them to see certain things, you know, I honestly feel that we desensitize, we, we make kids sensitive to, to a lot because we censor what they see or whatever. That's just me. I think kids have to be exposed to a lot of different things in, early in life so that they're not shocked. You know, everybody says, oh, it's the shock value. It's a shock value. Well, wait a minute. Hang on. Back up a second. Okay. You go ahead and when your kids are playing sports and you give them a trophy just for playing, you know, they oh, they came in last place. Oh, but we still got to participate. No. Give me a break. You know, that sensitizes them. Or that actually desensitizes them to what they should be sensitive to, and that's competition. But then you have people, then you have people, oh, you can't, kids cannot hear swears. Kids can, you know, we can't have breastfeeding in public because what if the kids see a nipple? Or, or can't have public nudity because what if kids see a nude person? Well, if you teach them the right way and you actually parent your children, there will be no shock value. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, obviously there are certain things you don't want to teach your kids about or don't want them to witness. I get it. But, you know, we're, we're over-censoring them, over-dramatizing them. And that's unfortunately what a lot of people see right now nowadays. Uh, I'm not saying that I support some of the foreign movements or whatever but at the same time who knows <laughs> uh, I do think kids are too sheltered so that when there is something that's happening that you know brings it into real life they don't know what to do teach your kids from a young age to shoot shoot a BB gun you know I'm not saying that you have to arm them with a AK-15, AR-15, or an AK-47, or uh, any of these other big-name guns. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all, but bring back the Nerf guns. You know, allow them to learn about gun safety. God forbid anything happens in a school. I'm not saying that you have to arm the kids. Uh, that may be the wrong way of putting it, but it'll teach them to be safe and, and to, you know, have safety have have a have a sense of safety instead of not knowing what to do, you know it's sad when you have to have a shooting drill at a school or a bomb drill or whatever. It's sad because nobody wants to see that. Why do why do kids shoot up schools? Why do why why does the person like uh, what's his name uh, Adam Lanza go into an elementary school and 
shoot the kids and the teachers. Why? You know, you just ask yourself why. But if the if, number one, if the if there was an armed guard there, which there should be protecting our children, number one, and number two, if there were some of the teachers that you know know about guns and are comfortable with having them, why couldn't that? You know, of course, hindsight is twenty. Sorry about that. I was kind of cut off. Uh, my computer stopped responding. Uh, as I was saying, hindsight is twenty twenty. But, you know, it's like so many people are out there blaming the guns. The liberals are out there blaming the guns, saying, oh, well, if there were no guns, then we're not going to have no shootings. Or if there, you know, if there was a gun ban or whatever, gun laws. Hold up. Hold up a second. First off, here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal. A gun is an instrument. It's a tool, okay? You, you can't listen to a song saying... You know, you can't listen to a song, okay? You see a guitar, that guitar produced music. No, that guitar was the tool that the artist, the musician, the guitar player used to create the music. Just like a gun, it's the same thing, same concept. And uh, unfortunately, there's too many liberals, like with Sandy Hook. Oh, we're going to sue the gun maker. Well, why? And the Democratic judge is allowing it. But why? Why would you sue the gunmaker? Did the gunmaker specifically produce this gun so this child, this teenager, can use it to do what he did? No. He produced a tool for someone that is mature and responsible to use. The fact that the kid got it from his mother's house, that's not the gun manufacturer's fault. Not at all. I'm sorry, but perfect example. If a guy uses Viagra to get an erection, or Blue Chew, or any of the other, you know, Viagra Cialis, is the drug manufacturer at fault if a woman gets pregnant? No. It's the man and the woman that slept together. Is the drug manufacturer at fault if a woman gets raped? No, it was a rapist that did it. Sure, he may have used chemical, you know, uh, performance-enhancing drugs, but that's on him, not on the drug maker. So there's a lot that the liberal people want to blame where it doesn't belong so that they don't have to take responsibility for their inactions or action. All right, well, now that this uh, show has started on a, on a crack up note I'm going to take a water break take a break I'll be right back here on the sports wire Welcome back to the Sports Wire. I am Big Daddy Cool Vinny Apisola. Thank you again for listening or downloading wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, but we are here back for round two here on the Sports Wire, segment two, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yesterday, Friday, the 7th of September, of September, good God, Friday, the 7th of June, 2019, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, was WWE's Super Showdown. Uh, they claimed that it was uh, as big as a WrestleMania, maybe down there, not that I saw. Um, first of all, it wasn't seven and a half hours long, and thank God it wasn't for those guys that were performing and the fans that were in attendance. It was 100 degrees, over 100 degrees in that stadium. Good golly, Miss Molly. And then Wade Keller, the idiot, says, why don't they just turn on the AC? Well, it's an outdoor stadium, so I don't think the AC would actually work if they even had it. So, with that said, it just shows the idiocracy, or, you know, the the just stupidness of Wade Keller of Pro Wrestling Torch. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure he didn't think before he spoke. Okay, so, they had, uh, 
a pretty decent card, I have to say. Now, they were missing quite a few of the top stars. Daniel Bryan, though I don't usually consider him a top star. They do. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Daniel Bryan was not there. You know, he's on that, you know, Saudi Arabian protest because of the beheading. You know, he takes it out on the fans because of what the government did. So he, that's another reason why I don't like him. Uh, Sami Zayn is of Syrian descent. Uh, so he's technically not allowed there if they caught him. You know, he could be beheaded just for being who he is. And uh, Kevin Owens stayed home because of that same reason, uh, in support of Sami Zayn, I should say. Uh, and then John Cena obviously wasn't going to go because he flaked out the last time. Uh, you know, so, I mean, and then, you know, amazingly, Natalia and Alexa Bliss did go. At first, I guess the Saudi the Saudi government approved a, a women's match to actually take place on the card. Now, that's the ultimate goal for the WWE with this 10-year Saudi Arabian contract, is to make it so that women are allowed more freedom and to kind of westernize the, the, the Saudi Arabian country. Uh, and then, I guess, at the last minute, they pulled the plug on it, so whatever, they still went, you know, they got to see the culture and everything. Uh, but with that said, it's like, I, I, I have to say, it's, the, and I've expressed my opinions on Twitter and on other things, that I personally, um, uh, anyways, I personally feel like the WWE, yes, they are making money from the Saudi government for this 10-year contract, okay? Because these are paid shows. So it's not like they're actually getting a gate. These shows are prepaid, technically. Okay, and the Saudi government, you know, the, the, I guess the first time the, the crown prince had wanted certain guys there, whatever. Okay? And, you know, granted, they're getting money from the government for this. But... Here's where, where I see things, okay? Are they getting money from the government? Yes. But with that said, they're going out to perform not for the government, for, but for their fans, for the people. The, the guy, you know... Now, granted, they're probably getting money from the merchandise sales, so it's not completely bought and paid for. You know, but they're probably getting money from the merchandise sales. You know, they're getting their rooms, their, their, their hotel and transportation and, and everything paid for. You know? Um, sure, it's fucking hot over there. <laughs> I mean, over there, I you know, if it's south of the year, I think it's approaching winter time, and it's it's still you know over the ninety degrees. I think you don't call me on it. Uh, but you know, it's half a world away. But you never get there. Like you have fans over there. Why don't you want to show your fans the respect? Now, granted, you know. The women have fans over there, too, I'm sure. They're not allowed to per government, you know, whatever. Um, but for a guy like Daniel Bryan, who, you know, thrives on the, the fans and the yes movement, I mean, granted, before he turned heel, but for him to say, oh, I don't want to go there because I'm protesting the government. Well, you're not performing for the government. You're performing for the fans that are that want to see you, that don't get to see you but two times a year. You know, and, and not to mention, at the first one, at the greatest Royal Rumble last year, Daniel Bryan lasted 100, uh, 100, uh, an hour and 15 minutes in a 50-man Royal Rumble. So, obviously, you know, they have, they, they wanted to see him do something good. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't agree with it, and I don't believe that that should have tarnished any other records because it wasn't a real Royal Rumble. Again, that's my opinion. Okay, but getting into yesterday's card, uh, we had the Universal Championship match, Seth Rollins defending against Baron Corbin. Rollins uh, won the match and kept the title, but was attacked after the match by Baron Corbin. Brock Lesnar comes out, teasing that he's going to... Uh, He's going to cash in the money in the bank. And there was some controversy because Baron Corbin was, I guess, distracted by the referee. And then Seth came up to, to pull him up for the pin. Um, so then Brock Lesnar comes out after Baron Corbin attacked Seth with a, 
uh, end of days. And uh, Seth was primed for the taking. Brock comes out. Seth gets up and gives him a, a low blow. Seems like the only way to stop Brock Lesnar right now at this point is a low blow. Take him in the nuts. Get him, you know, get him, hit him where the, where the sun don't shine, so to speak. Uh, and get, and then basically he ended up, uh, you know, giving him the cur- curb stop on the, um, I actually, I think Brock, uh, did he get the, did he get a cup? No, he didn't. Um. Basically, Seth Rollins had thwarted the opportunity because he, you know, low blowed him and gave him the curb stomp on the Money in the Bank briefcase and stopped everything right at that point. So there was no bell, nothing was cashed in. Brock will live another day. But you know what the, the funny part is? He's not even a champion right now, and he's been on more Raws since getting that than when he was a champion. So, I mean, hey, it's got him working, and he's actually. He's actually taking bumps, and he's actually selling. You know, um, you know, with the exception of actually winning the Money in the Bank, he didn't take any bumps in that match at all. Whatever, uh, you know, you you know my opinion on that. But that was that was that. Okay, now you've got. Uh, let's see, what was the next match? Oh, I'm not going to go in order. You had the, uh, you did have Andrade take on Finn Balor, Demon Finn Balor, um, for the Intercontinental Championship. Finn Balor successfully, uh, defended the title. Obviously, Zelina Vega was not there due to the ban on women performing in that country, so she was not there. Uh, let's see, then you had Lars Sullivan take out (laughs) all three members of the Lucha House Party. And you know the funny part is, every single time I see the Lucha House Party come out with pinatas, I get a very bad flashback to WCW with Vince Russo's booking. You know, pinata on a pole match. Pinata! Pinata! As Ed Ferrara played Oklahoma. Pinata! Hoovy! Pinata! You know what I mean? Uh, I just get a f- very bad flashback. Like, we know these guys are Mexican, but. Why? Okay, maybe because it's their Lucha House party, they're going to have a pinata. Maybe. Possibly. Could that be it? Yeah. Whatever. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, With that said, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) You also had, let's see, Bobby Lashley take on Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman won. You know, it was a good match. Two big guys going at it. But, you know, Braun Strowman has lost a lot of his appeal since last year. Like, last year he won the 50-man Royal Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, He won that greatest Royal Rumble championship. But they haven't done anything with him. And this 50-50 booking has to stop. Like, they gave him a title shot against Brock too early. Okay, now granted, Shane McMahon, or was it Shane? uh, Drew McIntyre interfered. I get it. Okay, so it kept him strong. But... Come on now, you can't keep doing this to the to the guy. He's a giant. He should be wrecking everybody, and he should not be being used every every show, every every pay per view. He's got to be the attraction that Andre was, like Andre or the Big Show. And granted, Big Show had a great career as well, but they that was back during a different time. You know what I mean? Big Show didn't have the opportunities for the titles that quickly. Um, let's see, AJ Styles wasn't there. He was, uh, he's hurt. Uh, let's see, you had the uh, Triple H against uh, Randy Orton. Randy Orton defeated Triple H as in uh, you know teacher student versus the teacher. And uh, you know I think Triple H is kind of hanging up his boots for the for the moment, and he'll take some time away from the ring to focus on NXT on the business side of things. And I think that's what had to happen. As, uh, you know, he put Randy over. I mean, Randy's getting up there in age as well. So, you know, we'll, you know we're, we're like 15 years removed from him winning his first world championship from Chris Benoit. Which was at SummerSlam 2004. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, so Randy's 39 years old. Yeah, because he was 24 then. So, yeah, he'll be 39 this year. So, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age as well. 
who knows how much longer he'll be around. But, you know, we'll see. Let's see, what else did you have on the, on the show? Oh yeah, Lucha House Party got beat by Lars Sullivan. <laughs> no big surprise there. Uh, then you had Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns. Shane McMahon got the win because Drew McIntyre got Reigns with one of the uh, Claymore kicks. And, you know, that was pretty much that. Let's see. Then you had the 50-man over-the-top rope battle royal, which at first I thought they were going to have everybody come out with their entrance, but thank God they didn't. Only a few did. NXT wrestler Mansoor. I think that's the name. Uh, that's how you spell it. That's how you say his name. Mansoor. Mansoor. Um, he won. He's so He was actually in the ring during the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble last year where the four NXT recruits from Saudi Arabia uh, fought off the Davari brothers in that, uh, you know, whatever it was, Muslim, Iranian, Iraqi feud with Saudi Arabia. I forget what it was. But he he was in that ring during that time, and he won this time. So it was nice to see a homegrown talent win and not somebody that, you know, was expected to win. You know what I mean? Like, you expect somebody like, I don't know, Cesaro or... The Miz, or, you know, it, it was good to see this guy win it. So that was really, that was a good thing. Alright, anything else? Uh, on the pre-show, it was uh, the Usos against, was it uh, SmackDown's uh, Tag Team Champions? Uh, no, it wasn't SmackDown's Tag Team Champions. It was, uh, I forget who the Usos faced, but they were on the pre-show and they ended up winning. Uh, so that was that. Then you had the main event. Oh, I'm sorry. You also had Kofi Kingston defending against Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler won. I'm sorry, no, Kofi won. <laughs> Kofi won. He kept the title. He retained it. Uh, also, you had, in the main event, whatever I was looking towards, Icon versus Phenom. Let me put it this way. The... Video package that they showed before the match was better than the actual match. Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Icon versus Phenom. First time ever. Guaranteed to be the only time ever. Uh, but you know what? The match actually started pretty well. It showed, it highlighted Goldberg doing, the, you know, two spears to The Undertaker. Right off the top. Right off the bat. You know, that's a high intense matchup. High intensity matchup that Goldberg needs to do. Okay, and the Undertaker can roll with it because the Undertaker's high impact as well and high intensity. But then Goldberg went for one of his leg locks that he does, very very sloppy looking. Like he didn't grab the leg on the roll through, so he had to find it before you know. And the Undertaker was like right by the ropes, and he's acting like he can't reach the ropes, you know. Um, a couple of really really bad things happened in that match. And what I mean by that is one of them really wasn't scripted. Or, or it was scripted, but it didn't go off as planned. At one point, Goldberg tried to spear uh, Undertaker in the corner. Undertaker moves. Normal, normal spot. But instead of Goldberg hitting his shoulder on the post, he went head first into the post. And it cut him open the hard way. He was bleeding after that, and he probably got a concussion from that shot. So, and what didn't help matters was, all right, so after that, he was groggy, and you could visibly tell that he was shaking, he wasn't himself, and he still tried to finish the match. I got to give him credit. You know, he really did. He tried to finish the match. So, with that said, you know, Goldberg, you know, he wasn't the same after that. Undertaker went for a tombstone. Undertaker botched the tombstone and dropped Goldberg right on his head. And I don't think, you know, that probably added to the frustration and, and the concussion. Goldberg kicked out on instinct because that's what was supposed to happen. Then Goldberg tried to do the jackhammer. You know, he got another spear. Then he tried the backhammer. He couldn't get the Undertaker up enough and went to turn it and dropped the Undertaker on his head. And, you know, it was just a match filled with botches, and I 
honestly feel that if that first one didn't happen, if Goldberg didn't, ran into the post the right way with his shoulder and didn't hit head on into the post, and coupled with the 100 degree heat and two guys that are 50 year old or over, and it was bad. It was bad. Then the Undertaker came back with a choke slam, pinned Goldberg, won the match, but you could see the frustration on Undertaker's face. Apparently, Goldberg and Undertaker had words afterwards in the back, and I don't doubt it. And, and, and honestly, I don't blame either one of them for being frustrated. Goldberg put out a tweet saying, you know, I thought I could finish the match. You know, to all my fans, I thought I could finish, your, finish the match. I feel like I let you down. And to all the haters who are pleased, you know, you're, you're, you know, I'm glad you're pleased or I'm glad you're happy or whatever. Because there are a lot of people that bag Goldberg for not being the most talented wrestler or whatever, you know. But he, but see, he had charisma, and WCW at the time knew how to promote that. But they did rush him to the main, the main, uh, the main roster quickly, and he didn't have enough training. But you know, it is what it is. All right. Uh, so with that said, um, so that was Super Showdown. And, you know, the, the next time they'll be in Saudi Arabia, again, it'll be November. I wonder if they're going to do another Australian uh, show. It remains to be seen. But, the, you know, overall, it was a good show. I, I'm not going to complain about it. It was a good show. Um, they did show a couple of YouTube highlights where, on the plane over, R-Truth uh, got pinned by Jinder Mahal on the tarmac and won the 24-7 championship on the tarmac and then hid, hid in the bathroom for the most part of the flight came came out while everybody was sleeping and got you know settled into his seat and slept and then our truth sneaks over with a referee and while Jinder is sleeping he pins him for the heart for the 24/7 championship again so our truth is again the 24/7 champion I think he's up to like five times already in three weeks or whatever it is um, let's see I think that was that was pretty much it for that's pretty much it for Super Showdown. Excuse me. Yeah, so that was it for Super Showdown. And uh, overall, I, I want to give it a B plus. Yeah, I do. Overall, I want to give it a B plus. So, and and the, you know, like I said, the guys that were out there, I give them a lot of credit because they were fighting in hundred degree heat, which even at WrestleMania. It's not that hot, even if it's in Florida. You know what I mean? But all right, so I'm gonna take a break, and then I'll be back with uh, round three, segment three, of the Sports Wire. back for round three. Again, I am Big Daddy Cool Vinny Apicella, and thank you again for listening or downloading to SportsWire. Uh, down, listening to or downloading SportsWire. Easy for me to say. Wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, like I said, round three, you know, we went over Super Showdown. We went over uh, well, something that here's my weekly rant. I guess you could, Jim Cornette calls it the dark match, or, you know, turns off the light, the unsanctioned part. Um... Here's, here we go. I am sick and bloody tired of people who get offended over the stupidest little thing and can't take a fucking joke. Okay? Because the simple fact that... Okay. Today. First of all, today, this is June. Alright? Happy Pride Month. Okay? Now, it just says Pride Month. But the condition behind it, okay, that you'd want to... That, that, that is being pushed by... Hollywood and the news media and everybody says that it's LGBTQIAZWP whatever Pride Month. Okay, I have nothing wrong. I have nothing against people who want to live their life the way they do. Okay, if you're in a committed relationship and you're married, regardless of whether it's the same sex or not, live your life happy. That's great. 
You know, if you're attracted to both sexes, that's fine. You're bisexual. That That's great. Okay? Live your life the way you want to. What I have a problem with is it being flaunted. Okay? I don't have a problem with kids learning about homosexuality and, uh, you know, same-sex marriages and the differences between men and women. What I have a problem with is the sexualization of children. When you allow your child to dress like a cross-dresser, and I'm talking about kids that are like eight years old or younger, dressing up like Freddie Mercury on stage, that to me is absolutely disgusting and should not be tolerated. But we live in a democratic society where the liberals rule a lot. You know, God forbid you say anything against them, they get triggered. Okay? Like I said, if you're gay, if you're lesbians, if you're even if you're trans, okay? And you're or you're bi. I personally have nothing against you. I am happy for you that you feel comfortable to live the way live the live your life the way you want to. I do not agree with the government having any say in who you love or who you can marry. Okay? We have gotten past this archaic Catholic Christian uh society of, oh, marriage can only be between a man and a woman because they can only reproduce. Okay, but you know what? We've gotten past that. We've evolved. There's there, there's same-sex couples, bisexual couples, whatever. There's people that live that way, okay? And I don't, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to downgrade that because you do you, you live your life, I'm happy for you, okay? I have pride in being a straight man, Okay? You know, and, and that seems to be the, the, the missing link here, is that you're allowed to flaunt whatever you are, if you're lesbian, if you're gay, if you're transgender, if you're bi, if you're whatever. I don't even know the other, the I and the A. Uh, you know, the Q is questioning whether you think you're curious or not. Um, you know, the I, intersex, asexual, to me the, those are garbage terms, Okay. If you're asexual, you don't like sex, or you don't need sex. Well, whatever. Intersex, I have no idea what the hell that is. Okay, then you got these pansexual people that aren't attracted to a certain... You're bisexual. You're attracted to males or females. End of discussion. Because even if you're a transgender, you're one or the other. You're either male or female. End of discussion. And these people that are gender fluid who one day wake up as being a man and or feeling like a male, and some pe- some days feeling like a female. That's bullshit, in my opinion. But, whatever. Um, to me, that's just some kind of a mental disorder. But, whatever. It is what it is. You know what? You live your life, you're happy. Don't flaunt it. Honestly. You know, my son is 13. He's getting to the age where he's going to start experimenting with his feelings, and, and even younger than that, and I get it. Alright? I understand it, and I support him more how he lives his life. Okay? But, you know, if you want to be respected, start acting respectable and earning the respect. Now, I'm not talking about people with colored hair or piercings or tattoos. Those are commonplace nowadays. I have no problem with that. What I have a problem is somebody walking down the street in a dominatrix gear that should be just for Halloween or in the bedroom. Okay, that's what I have a problem with. Somebody walking on a leash. A, a person, an adult, walking on a leash, dressed in all leather, you know, and whatever, because they're bondage. Hey, you know what, you do? You want to do that? That's fine. You want to live the Fifty Shades of Grey lifestyle? That's fine. I'm happy for you. It doesn't need to be outside the bedroom. Okay? And I'm not saying you can't be proud of who you are. I'm not saying that. You should be. You should be proud of who you are, who you love, the, the, the type of person that you are. Be proud of that. I am. I'm proud to, I'm proud to be a, a straight guy. But that doesn't get any pride attached to it, right? Because that's homophobic? Because I'm straight? No. Sorry. That, but that's, that's the agenda that the, the liberals want to tell you. That's the agenda that the Democrats want to tell you. That if you're a straight person, hell, I'll even put it this way. If you're a straight white man, like I am, you're homophobic and you're racist. Which could not be farther from the truth. Okay? 
but the problem is they allow people to flaunt everything and, and it's okay like if you want to be proud be proud you want to march in a parade march in a parade but why okay why and that's the problem you know I put I posted something okay I posted a couple things earlier today on Facebook okay one of them was talking about straight pride you know being proud to be a straight person you know and then someone commented saying you know that's just ignorant who said that it was wrong to be straight blah 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 well because the simple fact is that's what Hollywood is trying to tell you you know it's the implication behind the whole pride marches that it's not okay to be straight you know you be proud to be this that the other thing okay second thing I posted was a picture of the Obama's kissing that said happy pride month now first of all if you're an Obama fan you might want to turn this off now because I'm going to tell you the truth he was a piece of shit him and his wife were the most racist people we've ever had as president and this is even before the civil civil war I'm talking about um, and he just you know he ruined this country President Trump has had to fix a lot since he's come in and he's still fixing uh, but the Obamas were horrible you know they made the school system completely ridiculous with this common core garbage you know and they made school lunches on unedible inedible you know they want to be healthy fine but kids don't like healthy they like to have a little bit of sweet or, or whatever um you know but regardless okay i have no respect for the obamas i respect him what i respect the title of president and the office of president when he was there but i do not respect him okay so somebody said it was ignorant for me to post Okay. What I have a problem with and saying that it's negativity and just division. Wait a minute, back up. Back up. How am I being how am I being divided or causing division when I'm trying to say that straight people should have pride too? You want to separate the straight people from the LGBTQ movement. Okay? That's separation. When you're saying that one segment of the population can be proud, but the other can't. Black History Month, Hispanic History Month, Women's History Month. Okay, was there a male history month? Where's there an Italian history month or a white European history month? There is none. Because supposedly that's all year round. Well, you know what? Last I knew, we're all human. And in the history books, it doesn't say black or white. Okay, now granted, when you're talking about the Civil War, that's a different story. But, you know what? There's there's nothing in there about, you know, black or white. So, with that said, we're talking about African Americans all year round. Why is February only Black History Month? We're talking about them all year round. Okay? Women. Again, Women's History Month. Why? or Women's Heritage Month, or whatever it is. We talk about women all the time. Okay? Hispanic Heritage Month. Again, we talk about them all year round. Why do they have their own month? Okay? What about what about a white male month? Or, or a, or a uh, heterosexual pride month? A straight pride. It won't happen. Ain't gonna happen. Because you had President Obama and the Democrats completely turn the table and say, oh, well, you can't do that. You can't say that. If you do that, that's showing your racism. And that's showing your sexism. And that's showing your homophobia. I'm not afraid. You do realize that, that phobia... Is a, is a term for being afraid and fear. I am not afraid of people who are homosexual. I am not afraid of people who are different than I am. 
Personally, I'm just saying that I am different than them. And I should have the same amount of pride taken in my lifestyle. In my heritage. But the, but the democratic agenda and the Hollywood agenda and the liberal agenda they want to say that I'm the one that's racist and I'm the one that's a homophobe or whatever and that's just complete and utter bullshit okay now I'm not like President Mike, uh, Vice President Pence who is a con hardcore ultra conservative Christian who wants to you know give people you know a uh, gay transversion or uh, what the hell transformation or that's that's bullshit you're born who you are okay you're born with who you're attracted to or, or whatever you change you you end it's a natural process that's what I'm trying to get at okay but the fact is is that I you know whatever if I choose at some point to become you know part of that movement because of my, my lifestyle changes and so be it but I'm not going to end up going to these pride marches and these pride fests because it's garbage. It's stupid. Okay? I don't need to flaunt. And the thing is, is that all these people that are going out there, it's because of their own insecurities. Because they're, they're too insecure to be who they are in their real life. So let's get a group of people together so that strength in numbers. Understandable. But if you're not strong enough to live your life the way you want to in your own life, by yourself, when you're... The, see, I'm going to go back to the Bible about this, okay? And it's not to downgrade anybody, uh, per se. But if, if you're praying in front of people, that's great. But if you're praying on your own, if you're worshiping God on your own, behind closed doors, that's the best. Because, and obviously that I'm paraphrasing, because if you're out being proud and gay and did everything in the pride marches, that's fantastic. How are you living your life at home? Are you hiding who you are? That's a sign of insecurity. Because you know what? People that are in the LGBT movement, okay, they're not persecuted anymore. Okay? They're not. And and that has, you know, not in the U.S., I should say. In other cultures, especially the Muslim culture, which I can't understand why people from the LGBT movement want to help the Muslims. But that's a completely different story for another time, and another rant, and another rave, and another show. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, like I said... When it comes to fiscal and the money, I am right-wing, conservative. Because you know what? We need to cut down our government. We need to start saving more money and not wasting it for no reason. Okay? And, it's, and we shouldn't have to keep collecting and increasing taxes on the people who work. The, you know, politicians, the Congress, give them all a salary cut or freeze their salary until they fix it. Oh, but they get to vote on their own raises, but turn down the Social Security raises, cost of living raises, which the cost of living is more than you give out to people. So that's all there is to it. Well, I hope you've learned something today. Like I said, go ahead and email sportswireaudio at gmail.com. Tweet at sportswireaudio. Instagram is at sportswireaudio as well. Uh, again, you can listen to Sportswire on every major podcasting uh, app or site. Uh, YouTube, <clears throat> Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, Deezer, CastBox, Podbean, Podcast Addict. Um, YouTube, which I think I already said. And our Spreaker page as well. And I'll post it up on Facebook as well. But either way, thank you all for listening. Um, and next week I'll be back. I'm not sure what day yet, but Sports Wild will be back next week. Live from, well, not live, but here from historic New Britain, Connecticut. I hope you all have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, for those of you who are graduating, congratulations. Um, do something good with life. 
and try not to fall into the liberal democratic trap that they have set for you. Have a great day, everybody. You need to replace your home's old fire safety equipment every 10 years. In other words, toss it 10, then start again. And the best place to start? The Home Depot. Pick up the latest fire extinguishers and smoke alarms from Kida. The alarms come with lithium-ion batteries that'll last for 10 years. Exactly the right time to start again. Today is the day for doing and saving on Kida fire safety equipment. Now at the Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Blink and they're gone to find out who they are without us. All the more reason we come to West Virginia to introduce them to simple things like rolling hills, walks in the forest, warm campfires. And we hold on to that feeling for as long as we can. Find your version of heaven this fall at wvtourism.com.